Yeah, Warrior General Manager Bob Myers is in uh, New York watching the Big East tournament, doing a little scouting. And uh, hi, Bob. What's up, Gary? How are you? Real good. We'll start with an easy one. We had Joe Lake have been here last Friday. I don't know if you if you were in town to hear that. I heard it. Raymond sent it to me. So yeah. I did. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, well, well, then let's start with an easy one. Who's more responsible for the Warriors' success this year, you or Joe? <laughs> Joe, and then the next guy is Larry Kruger. Joe <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Let's thank the people <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, all, all kidding aside, are, are you pretty satisfied right now with where you are? Well, you're never satisfied. Um, you're not, Gary. I mean, I, 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 I like some things. I've, we've seen some good growth in some players. Um We've had ups and downs. Um, where we are now, I think if you'd asked me at the start of the year, I'd say sure that, that that's pretty good to succeed in the West. But satisfied, you guys watch us play a lot. I mean, there's there's moments where we can look really good and then moments where we look pretty bad. So it's 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 the inconsistency that you struggle with in the position that I'm in um, that frustrates you more than anything because you see flashes, but. To be an elite team, you have to you have to be consistent on both sides, and we're not we're not quite there yet. But hopefully, we're getting better and getting closer. I'll leave the Larry Bogut jokes out, but I will ask you: <laughs> Do you expect Bogut to pretty much? This is what we're going to see the rest of the year. I mean, not a lot of points, but rebounds and uh, and and pretty strong uh, when somebody comes down the line. Yeah, I think he's getting better each game. If you watch closely, Gary, he's moving better. Um, how that'll translate into points, you got to get touches too. It's not like we're feeding him ten possessions in the post, and I'm not saying that he that he should get that right now. But he's a better scorer than we've seen. Uh, he'll get better as he gets healthier. But if you all remember, um, not that he's Dwight Howard, I'm not making that comparison. But people were writing Dwight Howard off at the start of the year with the Lakers, saying that he couldn't play and he wasn't good. And and, and to me, watching them closely. He's a different guy now than he was at the start of the year because he's healthy, healthier. Yeah, but do have, do players, do guys who know basketball ever write Dwight Howard off, or is it just media people? Uh, I would say none of the NBA, uh, no, yeah. no one in the NBA, I would tell you, wrote, wrote him off. Yeah. I mean, people might say the most critical of people would say, well, he may not get back to where he was, but I never had a conversation with anybody saying this guy can't play anymore and he's done. That, that would be a... He wouldn't be a very bright guy to say something like that. Now, hey, Bob, you know. the the, uh, the last game we watched David Lee and Bogut combined for nine assists. And to me, I mean, that was really uh, impressive to watch. And that if that if that can be a factor, if that can be a regular uh, contribution from the big men to come up with eight, nine, ten assists a game, I mean, that's that's saying something. But does that mean that guys like Barnes and, and Clay Thompson need to change their game and, and start looking to drive to the hole and look for the ball going to the hole? You know, Larry, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a huge asset to play with guys that at the four and five spot. They're willing passers. A lot of times as a guard, they would throw the ball into a big guy, and then that's it. It's a black hole. You're not getting it back. Well, our guys are pretty much the opposite. I mean, they... They're almost past first bigs, uh, and so as a perimeter player, certainly, yeah, you're you're cutting harder because you got a better chance of getting the ball. You're you're getting open because you know you got a better chance of getting a shot. So it really, to me, helps out Barnes more than anybody because he's not a focal point where he's running off screens and shooting jumpers like Curry and Thompson. So Barnes is the one that benefits, I think, from the slashing, and also for us as a team, it gets us easier baskets. We're such a perimeter-oriented jump-shooting team. That if we can get things closer in, uh, it'll help us more in the long run. And, and Bogut and uh, and Lee certainly 
by their passing have helped in that regard. All right, Bob Myers, our guest uh, on the Ring Central guest line. Bob is in New York. He's scouting the uh, Big East tournament. Just from the text line here, you know, it's the picking's pretty slim for potential pros among the uh, Bay Area colleges. But we did get somebody who said, ask Myers about the potential of Alan Crabb of Cal. Of course, the Bears uh, upset last night by Utah. Well, we can't, I mean, I can't, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't say anything about a specific guy. I will say that um, the Pac-12 has got some pretty talented players. Uh, so, so, does, so does the Big East where I am now. I'm going to the Big Ten. I'm flying to Chicago tomorrow. People like to criticize the draft. Uh, it, it's, 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 I would tell you guys that uh, it's, not, it's not a stupendous one. It's not one that uh, you're going to look back in the record books and say, what a great draft in 2013. Somewhat fortuitous for us because we don't have a pick. Uh, but there's some pretty good players in the Pac-12. We've got guys scouting that as well. But uh, overall, uh, if you're picking at the very top of this draft or even maybe in the lottery, you're going to have to do your homework and get it right because it's not that clear cut that any of these guys are guys you plug in and change your franchise. Yeah, it's a weird deal. It is a weird deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at NBADraft.net. They get the top three players as Ben McLemore, Marcus Smart, and Otto Porter. And yet, in the second round, you can find guys like C.J. Leslie, who's a, had a nice career at NC State, and there's some good Oriaki and some other good players that, uh, that they think are going to be second-round picks. Without naming names, since you can't do that, look at your roster right now. Can you describe for us the, the kind of player that you think will make you guys noticeably better a year from now? Is it a, is it a backcourt player? Is it a slasher? Is it a, somebody who's going to go to the hole and penetrate and kick it to your perimeter shooters? What kind of piece would you like to add to this, to this puzzle? Well, there's pieces that are tangential ones that, are just, that help you incrementally, and then there's major pieces that are the superstar quality pieces. Ideally... Either you want to have a player you have develop into a guy that at the end of the game, unfortunately, you guys watch a lot of the NBA, it, it, it's hard to watch, but it oftentimes when you need a basket, you see the high pick and roll, and this is where the elite players find a way to score or get to the free throw line. And usually they're pretty big and durable and guys that have the ability to handle the ball. That, that's the superstar quality that we'll always be looking to add, and hope, hopefully one of our players gets to that point. But, but that's a, that, that gets you to a different level where you're competing for championships incrementally, I think we need a guy that can get in the paint. Sometimes we struggle just getting into the paint. Don't just score in the paint, but just getting a guy that gets in there and draws attention. We have such good shooters, uh, so a guy that could get in the paint, and then, and then an athletic uh, forward, 4-5, uh, something like that. Azili's moderately athletic for a 5. He's raw, but an athletic 4 also would give us some, some length at that position. But it's hard. I mean, you look around the league, and uh, like I said, the guys that can get in the paint and score – uh, when the game's in the line, those are the stars. Those are $20 million a night players. Um, and then the, the other guys I'm talking about, the athletic fours, if you look at the NBA as well, there's not a ton of those guys that can do it night in, night out. So it's, it's not easy. Um, and, you know, you look, you look at the draft, but the guys have been taken in the second round that have fit the bill with that, but it's very difficult. Now, we only have, we have no first, no second, but we have $1.6 to buy a second if we want one. And that traditionally will get you a pick if you wanted to between roughly 35 and 50 if there's a willing seller. So that's the range we have to look in. And then going up to the draft, you always get the, the calls that say, trade us X and we'll give you this pick. So you got to do your homework and analyze the draft top to bottom, and, and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. You're, you're in New York City, as we said, to scout the Big East. And I'll ask you point blank. The pro game has 
and tell me if you think I'm wrong, has watered down the college game to the point that the Big East used to be, oh, my gosh, can't wait for the Big East tournament. But now none of the players, the outstanding players, last more than a year or two. And then, in a sense, the pro game has really made the college game tough to follow and tough to really get enthusiastic about outside of the, the hot pockets like North Carolina. Well, let me, I, I got a couple thoughts on that. You Gary. know where I'm going? I think, yeah, I know where yeah. you're going. Yeah. I, I think that the college game, by, by the factor of players leaving earlier, I mean, if you look at the draft, Larry's looking at the draft.net, a ton of underclassmen, I imagine, a lot of freshmen, for that matter. So back when I played in the 90s, I mean, I had some guys on my team that absolutely, we, we won a national championship my, my sophomore year. By the way, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, so that's No, but you clear. didn't leave early. <laughs> guys like you kept the college <laughs> no, game look, alive. You look, didn't leave. Look, 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 Toby Bailey, we had a freshman on our team, um, scored 26 points in that game. Uh, we won the national championship. He was a freshman. In this day and age, no way he's going back to college. He's just not. Um, that, that type of performance in a national championship game would elevate you, right or wrong, probably into the lottery as a 6'5", 6'6", athletic guard. So what happens now, and this has happened when I was an agent. People would accuse the agents of pulling players out of college. I would go to meetings uh, with parents, with parents sitting right there, or whoever was the guardian for, for some of these athletes at the end of the season, and you would sit down with them, and the question would be, not am I ready for the NBA? The question would be, what number am I going to be drafted? So you get into that conversation, which really changes it, guys, which is not necessarily if you have a son and I'm sitting at your dinner table and telling you, guys, or, or you know, Gary, Larry, your, your son will be in the top ten. And then you look at me and say, but he's not ready. And I said, that's fine. That's a decision for you and your family. I'm here to tell you that, right or wrong, you can hear it, make whatever decision you want, and we luckily had enough players. We weren't living and dying and where I worked, where we had a player come out or not. There was no agenda to get him out. So we would say, look, this is probably where you're going to be drafted. Uh, you have to make a decision as a family and as a player. So a lot of these guys leave early, not with the context of I'm ready to play and contribute in the NBA, more of, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the eighth pick in the draft. Yeah. Well, how can now, I Bob, will you admit, so though? Yeah, but uh, I mean, all, what you're saying, obviously, is interesting. But my bottom line is, we, I, I guess I want you to admit or if you don't feel that way, obviously don't say it, but that the game, the college game really is diluted now, and it's well, just... Well, that's why. Yeah. But, but, Gary, that's why because guys leave. Yeah, right? well, of course. That's why. But yeah, then make it so they can't the leave until after yeah. their junior year. Sure, sure, sure. That's easier for me um, as an NBA front office guy to evaluate for two more years, right? That's easier for me to get it right because you have two more years to evaluate players. Now you have the counter-argument of if it's a family that wants to leave, maybe in different circumstances than, than uh, some others, and need the money or want to go work in the NBA, and that was their goal growing up. I mean, there's a lot of different arguments to it. You get into the whole conversation, um, and it's a decision that the NBA has obviously been back and forth on, NCAA's been back and forth on. But to your point, let me be clear, does it water down the college game by a lot of kids leaving early? Yes, it does. Hey. Absolutely. Hey, Bob, uh, I was watching a show the other night on TV, and they had a kid from Senegal named Sene, and I probably is uh, Sar Sene's younger <laughs> brother. Knowledge. But uh, this kid Sene, last name Sene, is, is playing at Bridgeport um, in Connecticut. 
And uh, so they are, are no, the uh, South Kent Prep, I should say, where uh, Andre Blatch played and a couple other guys. Anyway, he's coming over from Senegal, and he's obviously very, very talented. I'm just kind of wondering, if I told you that you could have any non-U.S. country uh, over the next decade, and you, the Warriors, get every player that comes out of that country, what country would you choose? Because I'm looking at at the international uh, guys for this upcoming draft. There's a guy from France. So there's a kid from Brazil. I mean, is there a, a single country that you would say, give me that because that's the, that's the next hotbed for great NBA players over the next decade? Oh, man. You know, I think uh, the guy, you know, you can't, a country in Africa, I mean, it's hard because there's obviously a lot of different, different countries over there in the continent. But, but I think that um, you know, Spain has the best league, I think, besides the NBA. Does that mean the Spanish players are the best? Um, obviously, you've got some really good ones in the NBA with the Gasol brothers and some some of the other guys. But it's hard um, right now to pick one. Uh, Eastern Europe, w- w- before some of the split-ups in Eastern Europe, obviously Yugoslavia had a, a tremendous pool of talent there, you saw. But, but that's kind of splintered off uh, in a couple of different countries now, too. So it's hard, Larry, to say um, which country, if you're asking, is going to kind of take the next step where – they develop the infrastructure to get their young players uh, playing at a high level and, and really develop that like the U.S. has done for so long. I, 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 that's a good question. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly which one I would say right now. Bob, let me tell you, Larry's on this kick this morning. That That's why he's, he's Mr. <laughs> International today. He says that the United States may not uh, any longer be number one in baseball because he's looking at, at the United States with our second-tier talent playing uh, – you know, having to struggle to make the final four at the World Baseball it's not, Classic. You keep saying second-tier talent. That's just not true, Gary. They got Ryan Braun. They've got Gigi and Carlos Stanton, David Wright. I mean, we could go right on down the list. It's a great, great team we're sending. Bob, do you think that we are no longer – I'll ask you, Bob. Would you like to leave the United States yourself personally? <laughs> Jeez. Don't answer that, Bob. Don't answer it. The, the, nothing, the political world. Obama's taxes are driving us all to other countries, Bob. How about you? Fox News? What are we talking about? No, we're not fair and balanced. We, uh, we have to root for the Giants, the Warriors, and whoever that... Uh, uh, you know, we have deals with. So secure, we're not fair secure the borders. Secure the borders. <laughs> All right. Hey, Bob, now, now what do you, who do you go see tonight, for instance? Uh, tonight's pretty good. It's um, Louisville, Notre Dame's the nightcap uh, at 9. And then uh, earlier, it's Pitt, I mean, Syracuse and Georgetown. Which, is, uh, is Mark Jackson Mark Jackson's kid on Louisville or no? No, he was. He transferred. He was yeah. there. But it's fun watching Patino on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, That's a joy. Yeah, it's funny really you said like that. that. There's something about his little walk that just cracks me up. Oh. Yeah. He's great. I mean, I could watch him and not watch the game. Now, that's not doing my job, but yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's fun to watch. He yeah. can coach. Yeah. He can coach. Um, and then the Big Ten tomorrow, uh, I'm watching the game right now, Indiana, Illinois. But the Big Ten tomorrow should have some really good teams. I think the Big Ten's probably the best. Best conference, um, I would say. I heard somebody com- somebody compared Victor Oladipo to Dwayne Wade. I don't, I don't, to oh, me, that might wow. be a stretch. Wow. Yeah, that's well, I can't really. Yeah, they both know Tom Crean. That's about it. <laughs> hey, Bob, I, I don't know why hey. we have to pander. You guys have sold out for twenty-two straight games, and I'm getting in my ear. Out of respect to Ritter, yes. mention tickets available. Yeah. Out of respect to yeah. Ritter, you yeah, guys will Ritter sell out against the. Ritter 
Snyder deserves respect, doesn't he, though? No, he is good. He's, he's the best. He's good. He's good. 22, it's, you know, I've said it. I, I mean, you guys have been around, and, and Kate, I'm sure, the NBA arenas and games. Our fans, I, I, get, I, don't, I never get tired of saying it, but I do say it a lot. They really are the best. It's, um, you know, I, I, every night they, they show up. And there's times where we're not playing well, and they stay with it. It's it's really unbelievable. Yeah, but, well, if anyway, men, tickets men, available. They're not that great tonight, Bob. There's still tickets available. And out of respect to Ritter, i got to tell you that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that if the Memphis Gary, fans were hey, better that you would Gary. acknowledge that on Cambiar. <laughs> Go ahead, Gary, Bob. Gary, are, are you coming? To, have you been to a game? Are you going to come I to saw, game? I saw the Lakers, Steve Nash's first game. Well, that was that was the overtime loss. That was a All Saturday right. game. Oh so, yeah, hey, yeah. Courtside, Gary, courtside. Twenty. We play the Lakers. If you guys want to go, you come. My my guess, that, uh, the twenty fifth. Yeah, but what day of the week is that? that? It's a Monday. Is that too? What, what day Bob, can you come? I'm still pretending I'm happy with and vibrant with young children. <laughs> it's pretty tough to say, Daddy's going to be away. I've got to go watch Andrew Bogut back somebody down. Don't right. act like you All take right, care right, of your right, kids. Right, oh, that's it, true. Hey, it. Bob. No, you got anything on a Saturday? Yeah. And I want to sit next to you. I always get sitting, you know, next to yeah. a guy who wants hey, to talk it, about what's Larry really like, you know? Hey, look, look, we can, you know what? We'll sit, sit next to me. We'll go talk to Mark, and we'll get you one of these short sleeve jerseys that we're wearing tonight. You, can, you don't have to show off your arms. Oh, hey, awesome. Can, can we shim? Can we get, hey, can you get Mark to shimmy for us? Because that's really what I'd like. <laughs> hey, by the way, have I mentioned my guy Ritter just called? Tickets available. You guys are going yeah. to the playoffs, and Ritter is acting like you can't give them away. It's terrible. I don't. I don't. I. I. I don't know what to tell you guys. All right. Hey, Bob. Don't be there. I'm not worried. Hey, we always love having you on, Bob, because you actually say yeah. something. You know, most most of the GMs, you know, you say nothing. You're you're a lot of fun, and thanks for All coming right. on. Thanks, Bob. All right, guys. Kate, Kate. Next time, let them let them get you to ask a question. You know, it's a lot more fun. One of these days, Bob. Hey, one hey, of these days, buddy. Right. Hey, Bob, right. you know how it's good. Let's say you had an assistant general manager who had a lot of talent. Wouldn't you try and freeze him out? <laughs> You're damn hey, right. Hey, Bob, if she had been given, right. if she got a question, she was going to follow up on my Senegal question, and yeah, you would have yeah. been stumped again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, hey, Bob, oh, Larry, all morning, all these other countries, these other countries, damn it, move. Move. Yeah. We'll see you, Bob. We'll, we'll talk. All right, take it easy, guys. The great Bob Myers, a lot of fun. All right.